Welcome to Synthaholics. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Today you have myself, Aaron O'Brien, and it's just the two of us, David Duncan. Hello, hey, Dave. Belta Loda, OPA for life. <laughs> just the two of us. Just the two of us. Tycho yeah. Station, OPA. Tycho Station. So, hey, we are talking again about the expanse. Um, Going back into our Expanse world, and this uh, episode we'll be talking about uh, episode five, Back to the Butcher, and episode six, Rock Bottom. Um, <clears throat> I have skipped ahead quite a bit now, mm-hmm. and I am enjoying everything about the Expanse. This is a wonderful world. I'm so glad I'm watching this and we're talking about it. Uh, there's so much to get into, and it's just such a rich world to uh, you uncover, right? Oh, it's uh, it's great. I actually just finished the entire series so far last night, so it's going to be fun getting into it, getting into it more. Sorry, our first episode might have been a little bit rough because <laughs> I was just getting into it. So yeah, I, trying to I, immerse myself more and more in this world. Yeah, and I like I, I said in our first episode, I started watching this, and for some reason, I can't for the life of me remember why. Um, but we, um, but I, I stopped watching. I think just because life got in the way, and then I kind of like you know sometimes you're watching a show and you kind of fall off just because shit starts happening in your life. Well, so. for, for me, it was still airing on Sci-Fi, and I didn't want to pay because season one was free on Amazon Prime, but season two and three were like I guess it was it just recently been canceled since season three was the last one to air on sci-fi but they were making you pay for seasons two and three episodes so I was just like, right nah, i'll wait right. for them to turn free and then i just like forgot about it for a long time right exactly um uh real quickly uh dave you did mention uh early before we started recording that um there was a um story about how voyager year of hell could have been a whole season yeah, Brian Fuller, I think, originally put, pitched it as a season-long arc. Or I've been seeing an article keep popping up that he wanted it to be a season-long arc. That could have been really fascinating if they would have had the guts to go with it. But, of course, Voyager had all of the higher-ups' eyes on it. And they were like, no, you can't do that. You can't have a season-long story arc. <coughs> that's what, weird. That, that's what, that's what uh, Deep Space Nine's doing, because we're not paying attention to them. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I mean, right, right. That was that's basically my theory. Producers' eyes went on Voyager, and that's why Deep Space Nine got so good. When their eyes yeah, because they stopped they stopped scrutinizing everything yeah. with Deep Space Nine. So their their writers and showrunners got to have fun and and do some amazing track, and then the studio had their hand meddling in Voyager the entire time. I don't know. I mean, if they would have done a season long arc, they better not have done a non sequitur and canceled it all out. Um, the way oh the right your hell ended <clears throat> right because the two part episode is probably some of my favorite episodes of Voyager and it's diminished by the fact that they just like retcon it all at the very end when Janeway flies into the time ship and resets everything Dave did we talk about Year of Hell at any point on our episodes I just don't recall I'm pretty sure we have okay I just been a, it's, it's been, been a while a, since you well, don't sing it no don't sing it don't sing it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's cool. Um, also, in other news, we have got the um, Space uh, X and NASA um, successfully docked with our International Space Station. That was uh, this morning. Um, yep. But for you listening, this will be weeks ahead of time. I mean, it'll be. Oh, that's weeks true. Ago. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. But that's uh, exciting news because yeah. we haven't had. Uh, uh, a ship launch off of American soil within nine years. So, uh, yeah, we've been going to Russia to do all that. Yeah, I mean, 
I get the space shuttle was old and, and de- decrepit, but I really wish o- Obama would have, you know, yeah, he had he s- just, set he something just, up new before getting rid of the old. Like it just sending yeah. our people to Russia didn't seem like. I mean, I don't think we lost anyone on any Russian ships, but that's almost kind of surprising because Russia builds their stuff kind of like scary. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, a- you don't need to worry about do- <laughs> airlock. <laughs> no, no, Airlock no. Door, you just jimmy shut. We we space you. <laughs> yeah, so we got uh, uh, Bob and Doug uh, were the astronauts. Douglas Hurley and uh, Bob Benkin were the astronauts that did that, and it's it was it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, uh, me and the kids and my wife we watched the launch. It was uh, pretty exciting, and the kids were very excited. They were nervous for them to go up on those on that ship. Oh, I, a couple of days ago, I watched the failed. Yeah, <laughs> they scrubbed the, it. Yeah, scrubbed they it. scrubbed it because of the, the clouds, and I was like, oh man, and it looked like it was gonna be super cloudy again. Uh, you know, yesterday. So I'm right. glad I'm glad they were able to get up and get out. And then everything was okay. It was their first human, uh, first humans to launch on a dragon capsule. Yeah, and and they successfully um, landed the rest of the rocket uh, afterwards. So yeah, that was that was fun seeing that uh, land. And we, um, uh, Kaylee and I, like, we watched the, the space shuttle thing, and we watched some stuff on like NASA's plan for Mars and. Um, SpaceX's plan to get to Mars and it's kind of led us into talking about the expanse and like you know how realistic it is and stuff like that. So I mean, like uh, I've been talking with uh, Keely a lot about the expanse as well since we've been watching it together. And Have you been talking about moving to Mars? Oh, she doesn't want to go to space. Although, although after uh, all the riots today, she's like, uh, they made the Maybe. right choice. <laughs> they made the right choice about going to space. And I'm like, see, see, we should go to space. <laughs> let's go, go to space. Let's, let's go live on Mars. I mean, so, you know, sometimes Mars gets to 22 degrees. That's not bad. It's not bad. It's just a little cold. It's a little cold, but you know, it's low as you know, negative 79 two at the same area. So you know, right, a little right. bit nipply, but you know, um, less riots on Mars. <laughs> So that's that's always a good thing. <laughs> always less rights no, on Mars. No targets on Mars yeah, to destroy. I, I mean, um, until you get into uh, total recall <laughs> territory. Then it gets a little crazy. Yeah. Oh, well, right now it's the only planet completely given by robots. And I, I'm, I'm willing to submit to our robot overlords on Mars. There you go. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, well, let's get into our Expanse uh, episode here. Um so back to the butcher. This is, uh, like I said, season one, episode five, and aired January fifth, two thousand sixteen. Um, we get this um, of these flashbacks to eleven years of uh, Anderson Station, which has a group of uh, just uh, miners who are protesting their low oxygen working conditions. We betters, <laughs> our children are dying from bad oxygen. Yeah, they're getting brain injuries because their kids are like just getting dumb because they can't uh can't breathe. My child cannot match two green objects. And um yeah, I know. <laughs> See red red. Um so yeah, so uh we are shown basically that these belters, these miners are treated pretty terribly. Uh, it makes you even wonder why they go to a place like Anderson Station or any of these places. I mean, Belters—that's <clears throat> that's the—they're the working class of the Expanse. They kind of have to. Yeah, what's the incentive though? Why wouldn't you go to a place that's better? You don't really have a choice because Earth, in the Expanse, most people on Earth can't work because there's no work to be had. And mm. so, I mean, I think people get desperate enough to go to the Belt to become, you know. Working class, I guess, at least because there's so little work to be found on Earth because there's so many people. So mm-hmm. I mean, like, I mean, the Belters are very racist of people who are enters. So I mean, it's probably be hard to become a Belter. But I mean, I mean, right. to, to a point, I'm sure. I mean, since everyone came from Earth initially, so right. Um, and then, uh, so unfortunately, the United Nations Marines um, don't really take to uh, the miners um uh you know ask for for more oxygen and even when the miners try to uh surrender they really don't want to listen 
Well, but part and, of the problem was they were attempting to do a peaceful protest, and you know things got out of hand. Oh wow! Well, protest! Oh my god! We just had protests today, um, and so we're talking about an episode. This show is uh, timely somehow. Timely, um, but they they need oxygen just like uh, some people needed oxygen in <laughs> Minneapolis, unfortunately. Yeah. So wow, this is surprisingly timely. Um, but uh, but some people accidentally were killed in, in their in their riot, and you know they they were. They're just trying to give their kids better living conditions, and and that's what they were striking for and rioting for. And the UN is not happy. Not happy. And on, um, Anderson Station does uh, man, uh, uh, manage to get uh, their story out there by. I, I can't quite remember how they did it with the signal, but they basically uh, got uh, a message out to other people what exactly happened with Anderson Station. So they got they got out to the wider. Um, you the, know, the story uh, was told, but then they were shortly after destroyed. Yeah, and unfortunately, we get to find the man who did this. This is Colonel Fred Johnson. He was uh, nicknamed the Butcher of Anderson Station for his actions. So when we see him, and this is going fast forwarding to the end, but it doesn't really affect the story that Fred Johnson um, just threw all these people out in space. <laughs> Yes, and we he's see very, like he's a very nice man. We see the com, uh, the the communication officer, uh, talking to his uh, daughter, and then later on we see them floating together out in space. So we're basically showing like this is pretty ruthless. So I don't know. Gotcha. It's pretty awful. Um, yes. So uh, then we can go uh, forward to uh, Fred Johnson who is the uh, head of operations in Tycho Station. And, uh, he is OPA. He's he is no OPA. UN. And he has offered um, the uh, Holden and crew on uh, the Tashi um, a, a, a safe harbor. So What's, what's uh, interesting is they think they're invisible, and they get a private a message. Call from, call from, uh, yeah, from Fred Johnson. Saying, I, you know, what what he doesn't realize, what they don't realize, is that he was watching what's going on in the Donager before, so uh, on the on the um, Mars ship. So he was training all his uh, sensors and scopes over in that area. So he knew he knew what was happening. Uh, he's he's got an eye on all the strange happenings of uh, he because he was also watching the Donager. I mean, yeah. not the Donager. No. He was watching the Donager, but he was also watching the Canterbury. Right. Exactly. Remember the cat. Remember the cat. So, um, so yeah. So the Donager um, uh, w- was destroyed, and they took off on this uh, smaller gunship, uh, the Tashi, and um, they get this offer. Now, Naomi does not think that Johnson's somebody they should go to, and uh, there's this kind of disagreement for a bit. You know, where where uh, if they should even take take him up on that. This is important. Remember this. Remember yeah. that she's very much against this. Yeah, she does not like Fred Johnson. Although they get chummy later on, so I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into that later. But yes, yes. But I mean, just this is an important moment because seeing the entire thing and then going back, this is important. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that's that's what's happening there. Back on series, we have uh, Detective Miller and. <laughs> He goes to visit Havelock, and basically, um, so Havelock was. Whoa, you getting a hand job here? What? What? Uh, what did I walk in on? Was mortally wounded during the riots in uh, on on series, and he's he was when he goes to, visit, to the wall. He was staked to the wall. He and he's like, "I'm not dead yet," and he uh, is in the hospital room. And when he goes to see him, and uh, Gia, the the brothel or prostitute. Um, is there and they're like very lovey dovey and he's like oh what you paying for this is the idea paid you ever ever buy any food yeah so um pretty um (laughs) he he so he has he's basically kind of pissed off at havelock and he's kind of just like what the fuck you know and then they get in a disagreement she on call now what's what's this what's going on with this lady and and miller's still 
completely obsessed with Julie Mao. And um, she, he kind of is putting the rest of his work as a cop kind of on, on the side. So, and he's not even tracking down Havelock's uh, assailant. He needs so. a meow. Meow. He meow. meow. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, so that's that's going on over there. And uh, so, uh, where was I here now? Um, they decide to go on, uh, uh, Holden and the crew from the camp decide to finally say, where else are we going to go? We've got... Um, uh, Lopez, the the Martian officer that was with them before, died while they were uh, boarding the Tashi. So they decide that uh, they can't just go to Mars and show up with a dead Martian on one of their gunships after the Donager was destroyed. Going, hey, guess what happened? You know, because they know they'll probably just like uh, go to prison for the rest of their lives. Yeah, they have no other choice but to. To go to to Tycho Station with Fred Johnson, right? And um, so they decide, uh, and you know, Naomi agrees finally, and they train, uh, change their transponder code, and Holden calls the ship, the ship from Tashi to uh, uh, Rasatante. Is that am I saying that right? Uh, It's the Rasinante. Rasinante, right? Thank you. I'm not good with Spanish. And so that's their new name, and they head to uh, Tycho Station. So that's where they're going. So, um, and then back on series, we've got basically uh, Miller is making the connection of the flight path because uh, he he got the information from the data broker, right? And he found the flight path of the ship called the Anubis, and so he makes this uh, connection that the Anubis wherever it's flying seems like there's death and destruction happening right by it. So, uh, Julie Mao's ship, the Scopoli is been destroyed. So he's like, maybe there's something on the Anubis and then the cant is destroyed. And then the Donager. So he's like, maybe there's something on the Anubis that's worth killing a lot of people for. So, like, what's that going? What's, what's going, going on? What's how are they get these cell ships? And man, the Doninger—that was a pretty ship. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad it, it's all blown up. It's all gone. So, um, yeah. So there. So it definitely was something. Something to think about about what's happening there. And he's, um, what's this? Octavia, um, um, Moss, Mouse, um, is one of his commander officers um, that he works with. Uh, she's goes like maybe this is above your pay grade. Yeah, you should uh, leave this alone. <laughs> you don't get paid. Well, enough. not just, but maybe you should go tell somebody else about this because this isn't like what you should be getting into. So uh, it'll be uh, fine. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then, um, uh, so from there, um, uh, Detective Miller goes down to the docks. And uh, talks to this guy who uh, he saw in a video that got an altercation with Julie Mao and uh, <clears throat> said that um, he was um, he was uh, that that it was visited by uh, Anderson Dawes, the head of the OPA and that uh, Julie was OPA and that they were doing um, they were, he was like flying her around and doing work for the OPA and um basically saying that she was a really good person that's what he's he was saying about her so and that <clears throat> it was somebody that um he had a lot of respect for so he so likes julie now yeah and then later on uh miller runs into da- uh, anderson dawes at uh, one of the bars that he goes or um maybe a noodle house or something that he frequents and uh he basically um gives uh miller the locations of uh havelock's uh, assailant what that stabbed him through the chest and he says he's in a safe house here he is you can go get him and and miller's like smells like a bribe sounds like a bribe what do you want he goes i don't want anything he says just want to be friendly give you something you know to work with so but uh Miller doesn't really go after this guy. He is on to Julie Mao. Yeah. So, 
uh, he's not going to do that. So he uh, he completely um, uh, skips over that and blows uh, off the head of the OPA. Maybe not the smartest thing to do. What he blows off the head of the OPA? Well, blows him off. Anderson does. He's like one of the like you said. He's one of the heads of the OPA, and he just blows him off. Not like oh, literally. Blows oh yeah, him. I like, thought you said he blew his head off. No, no, no. Was, blows like, him off. Oh. Yeah, he does. Not not a blowjob, but I mean, just like disregards oh, it. I thought you meant he shot his head off. <laughs> oh, it could be taken different ways. Shot his head off, blowjob, you know, just right. disregarded him. Man. Right. So many um, ways you could take that. So uh, when uh, Mueller goes looking around more about this data broker, he says that he has to go to find, uh, look for a Sherpa. And, um, uh, so Miller has to go and find where this uh, sh- sh- uh, Sherpa is. And uh, he knows that the data uh, broker is in the morgue. So he has to uh, find uh, this um, hamster that has this like uh, memory card in it. Yeah, because he sees the hamster in the Sherpa shop. And he's like, oh, Julie Meow's got one of those sitting on her, on her dresser piece of furniture in her house. And it's got really great showers, so I don't need another excuse to go. One more shower, right? So he finds this, and he find he finds the um, he finds in uh, Julie Mao's uh, apartment the uh, the data card that's in this little hamster. And then he, uh, when he's going outside Julie's apartment, he is uh, assaulted and, and tased. Yeah, and they threw a bag over his head, and that's basically it. He's uh, he's out, and that's where the episode ends right there. And then we go to our next episode, Rock Bottom. And um, this is where um, we go. So on Earth, uh, Christian is with uh, one of her old friends, Carlos, and she's asking to get access to a spy on Tycho Station so she can start looking at Fred Johnson. And uh, apparently she has some leverage with uh, his son, who's uh, who's in prison. So she's trying to get him to basically give him this access to the spy. So Man, In these early episodes, I didn't know what to make of Christian. I thought, I thought maybe she might be a bad guy. She seems like really... Ruthless. She's ruthless. She's very ruthless, and she doesn't mind going for the throat. That's for sure. Um, so, uh, yeah. So she she gets basically him to uh, decide that yeah, I'll go and I'll, uh, I'll I'll let you use my spy kind of thing to to spy on Fred Johnson. Um, uh, I so, spy and after something. That, ice cream. <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Go get some ice cream, boy. Um, so, uh, yeah, and then we get um, uh, some uh, back and forth between uh, the UN. I don't know what his uh, position is. Air rights position? Is he uh, just a secretary? Um, I'm trying to look him up right now. What's his? He's uh, undersecretary of the United Nations. That's his position, but Airright is sort of uh, works with uh, Christian, Aaron and Wright. he get Aaron Wright. Yeah, um, he is basically uh, they've been asking to to kind of like rein Christian in because of uh, how she's been handling things, I guess. Right? Yeah, like uh, she's got eyes on her because of how ruthless she is, kind of, but yeah. also yeah. right. She, I mean, like. She's kind of stirring up trouble. Like she gets, she gets got a lot of eyes on her. So they're trying right. to, uh, I don't know, thralt her. Well, um, thralt what she's trying to do a little bit. Well, this uh, the Carlos guy, the guy that uh, she asked to use this by, is basically going to Era. He's like, you, you, you know, this guy, the Christian's out of control, and uh, he's like, he talks to her about it, and he's like, Fred Johnson's building one of the largest spaceships in in our history the Nauvoo and uh he is OPA so maybe we should be watching what's going on especially with everything and we don't know what he's building out there Mormons so, in space exactly so <laughs> uh so man 
you kind of hope that the Navu goes off with a whole bunch of Mormons. They go settle the 13 colonies, and then Battlestar Galactica happens. That might be the next part of this, yeah. Um, it'd be funny if that was the tie-in. It's it's not, but <laughs> but it would be really funny. I, I, I would love I would love that uh, to, to to be true. And apparently, um, Airwright's um, worried that Christian uh, has a personal vendetta because Fred Johnson's OPA and OPA uh, uh, it, during son. altercation killed her son during because uh, he was uh, serving in the military. So. And she goes, yeah, it's personal. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, but just don't get too crazy. Keep me in the loop, whatever you're doing. So, so, so. Christian's husband, I can't ever take seriously because it's Raj's dad from um, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I see her husband, I'm just like, ah, laugh track. Where's that laugh track? I just, I don't know. It's, it's distracting to me whenever I see him. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. Um, so we go back to Holden and crew on, uh, they are, uh, they get to go to Tycho station and then they have this, uh, intense first meeting with Fred Johnson because they're, um, they don't trust him of course. And when they meet him at the, uh, like the bridge airlock, there's guns drawn and they're even trying to break into the Rosinante on in uh, through the back uh, cargo bay or one of the back doors. So, and they see they see this in the cameras, and they even pull the gun on that guy trying to get in. So. Yeah, they pulled the PDC on the guy trying to break in. It was like, great. He's like, ah, like, oh, maybe, maybe sir, I shouldn't uh, try to break in. Yeah. So PDC um, is short for a point defense cannon. Nice. Um. So. Uh, this is where um, uh, James Holden r- realized that he's uh, like plastered all over the place uh, for the belters as uh, sort of like a symbol. Remember, Remember the, the cat. Exactly. So, uh, so after that, then uh, Fred Johnson uh, tries to recruit uh, the, the survivors of the cant, Holden, Naomi, uh, Amos, and Alex to find this uh, OPA operative, Lionel Pulaski. No relations to the Dr. Pulaski. Oh, that's good. She'd be hanging she was up with Riker's dad. <laughs> She's hanging out with Riker's dad, right? Um, oh, so no. Lionel Pulaski is the sole survivor of the Scopoli, and Johnson wants them to find find uh, this person and wants them to use the ship uh, to their ship to go find it so and so what they do is they take uh their ship the rosendante and they make it into a gas freighter and they paint it all blue and they put all these uh empty gas cans on it right and um holden brings johnson uh to lopez and say hey you know he helped us survived you know um get him back yeah, to mars so you have a get him back burial. to mars yeah exactly get his ass back to mars but Johnson just kind of takes his data card off Lopez. I mean, he does take Lopez off the ship, but he just kind of takes his data card and he's going to start hacking into it. So yeah, I, I don't understand like why the guy died with the data card on him. Like, were, were, were they in contact? Was Fred Johnson in contact with this uh, with this Martian guy? Because I thought the commander of the um, Doninger gave him that so. He could give it to Holden so that they'd have proof. I I think he uh, the the captain of the Doninger gave it to um, to Lopez because she wanted him to give that to superiors, the Martian superiors, saying, "This is what happened with the ship, the Doninger. This is who attacked us. This is all the information, so they can know what to do." And Fred Johnson just took it and was like, I'm going to hack into this shit now. Well, I just thought it was weird that Lopez died without telling Holden he had it. That just yeah, seemed, I well, mean, it, it easily could have been lost. Oh, absolutely. And and Holden didn't even know he had it. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I just I just thought it was strange that he died with yeah. it on him and he didn't tell Holden about it. That was kind of odd. Right. I, mean, I know he didn't, like, love Holden, but, I mean, at the same time, like, if you're dead, you can't get the information out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then we go to uh, somewhere out in the belt. We get uh, uh, there's a kid that we I didn't realize it was him at first, but Diego. Yeah, the water uh, boy. 
the the kid that uh, Miller busted up for stealing um, uh, waters from that's, that's high quality H two O. Yeah, stealing water for one of the parks. He uh, he busted him stealing water, but now he's out in space with his uh, with his uncle, and they're trying to uh, you know just uh, grab an asteroid and get some ore off of it. And uh, another ship uh, comes up into uh, Martian ship. Martian ship comes and basically uh, stops Diego and his uncle, and uh, you know it's going to impound their uh, their hall, and you know there's just also they're just they're just assholes to them. And um, while f- while flying away, uh, Diego's uncle starts like listening to like uh, OPA uh, transmissions, and he's drunk, and he just started getting really pissed off, and he's- he just gets he gets so mad, he basically kicks Diego off the ship in a spacesuit, and then just flying full speed into the Martian ship. Well, he, he uses his ship, he slingshots the right. uh, all, all, right. the, all the rocks at the Martian ship and just blows it up. But I, I, I think on the transmission that he's listening to, mm. they literally say something like that, just throw your stuff at Mars. It's like, oh, wow, it's freaking nuts. He just takes in that literally. It's like, yes, I will do that now. Yeah, I know, but it's just it's it's so it's like I was like, oh man, he's like listening to like talk radio and getting all churned up, you know, ginned yeah. up with a like, yeah, fuck those guys. He's yeah. listening to Alex Jones of the OPA. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it would be uh, either Fred Johnson or yeah, exactly. Anderson Dawes. Anderson Dawes. Yeah, oh, Anderson Dawes. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Anderson Dawes, uh, back on series, Detective Miller, who was jumped by those two uh, thugs in a black hooded, finds himself in some uh, warehouse where he's confronted with Anderson Dawes, and um, his lackeys. He has lackeys, and the they're crap out of him. They basically start kicking the crap out of him and trying to know what he knows about Julie Mao. And they want him to talk, and and he basically – he's trying to hide this whole time that he has this um, uh, the, that data, data card in his hat. It, this and is such a great scene. It is. And then in uh, then he goes he, – he's like kind of like – Anderson Dodd's like, oh, I've been so stupid. Why haven't I noticed – you're in love with Julie Mao. Well, That's one, wh- one, one thing we didn't cover is uh, uh, Anders. I mean, uh, Miller went and checked out this uh, spaceship guy who who'd uh, flown w- with Julie before. Oh, I, I he, mentioned it. Yeah, I mentioned oh, it. Oh yeah. no, but I mean, he but he found a picture of Julie and he took it. Oh right, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because that, yeah, because yeah. that picture he, he has on him, he like lets that fall out and is distracting him. Is distracting? He's distracting Dawes while Dawes is messing with the hat, like by making him angry, and he kind of just throws the hat. And it's great. Miller's really smart for being a guy who doesn't seem smart. Miller's very smart. Yeah, no, he's real smart, and he goes um, he uh, uh so the, as they're kicking the crap out of him, like uh, Anderson Dawes realizes that you know he's in love with him, and uh, it, you know Miller's not buying into Dawes' propaganda. And he starts talking, like, why don't you talk about how you killed your sister? And Dawes actually tells a pretty heartbreaking story how his sister was raised in zero-G and her bones were just basically like chalk. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, she wasn't going to survive, so... He had to care for his other sisters, too. Yeah. And so he uh, took her to a place where he could get, you know, basically, you know, know, kill her there. And... uh, he he sounds like he's pretty upset by it. I mean, who knows with a guy like Anderson Dawes if that's all true, but it's very convincing, act, especially through the actor. Oh, he's so, so good. Oh, he's amazing. He's in yeah. so many things. Like I've seen him he was in a Resident Evil movie. Oh, we talked about this Chernobyl. last episode too. Yeah, with oh, yeah. Chernobyl, Resident Evil. Uh, he's gonna be in the new foundation series as a main character in there. Oh wow. So yeah. He's in, yes. he's in everything, and his accent. He's he was oh he was in Mad Men for a couple seasons too. I mean, he was in yeah. so much stuff. Yeah, he's a pretty big actor. Um, so he, but so after they're like back and forth, uh, Dallas is like just tells us two goons like go throw him out the airlock, basically. And we get the sequence of them throwing him in the airlock, like he did to that uh, one guy with the air filters a couple episodes back. Yeah, the same one. Uh, whenever he threw death into it. And yeah, and he uh, just before the air uh, all runs out and they suck him out into space, Octavia Moss uh, comes and basically shoots the two people 
and uh, there are the two goons, Dawes' OPA goons, and uh, opens the airlocks and gets uh, gets Detective Miller out. So, um, and then on the data information that that uh, Miller found in the hamster, he's uh, now basically uh, knows that what Julie's Mao is is involved with some bioweapon that was developed on the Phoebe station. And uh, when he brings us to his uh, captain uh, in Star Helix, she fires him. <laughs> and she realizes that Dawes had bought her as well. Evil lady from <laughs> Superman 2 fires him. Damn oh, it. Ursula for yeah. Superman 2? Yeah. yeah. From, <laughs> she does look a little bit like her. She yeah, does. Do you know all her all her lines in uh, Ursula from Superman 2 was overdubbed by another lady because they didn't like her voice? Really? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's quite funny, and that uh, that right wraps up the expanse um, for this week. Uh, Dave, thoughts about these two episodes? Man, like um, I- I'm glad I've gone ahead because, like I said at the beginning, Naomi's protest of Anderson Dawes and not wanting to go to Tycho. I mean, that comes back in a big bad way, and 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 it's just like what? What you said? What? No, it's great. It, uh, it's just it comes back, and it's kind of mm-hmm. important. And I did. I, I mean, I, I tangentially remember it, but I don't remember it as well as I, sh- I should have. I, I guess because uh, you know stuff plays out in like season two or three. I, I don't remember, but I mean, it's 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 important. Cool. So, yeah, I'm not that far ahead yet, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting. So um, I, I I like. I like how it's all connected, and it's it's such a well thought out story and and put together. And the space stuff is so much fun. Like I said at the end of the first episode, I wanted to like do some research on the ships and whatnot. And and uh, the Doninger, uh, very much like Star Trek ships, it's the first of its class, and it is a the Doninger is a Doninger class. Nice. Like the Constitution is a Constitution class, and the Enterprise right, right. is also a Constitution. So like that was is great. Like it's very similar kind of a uh, feel to their stuff. Um, they don't really get into the nuts and bolts of how the ships work super a lot. I mean, I know they do in the show. They they talk about uh, Mr. Epstein, uh, not the child molester, but the guy who invents the, the, <laughs> the drive. <laughs> that was before we knew about the Yeah, Epstein that was thing. before we that's just, that's just unfortunate naming, but you know, the uh, the At child, least they don't let's hope they don't have uh, like Jared Fogel character. Maybe, maybe it's powered by child molesters. <laughs> They throw child molesters into the into the reaction core. <laughs> they, they fuse them with other child molesters. <laughs> throw the pedophiles in. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, the Epstein drive. Um, we do learn a little bit about that in in canon, but it's still pretty vague. Uh, basically, it's a fusion reactor, and uh, he figured out how to make it super energy efficient, so it doesn't use a lot of fuel. And uh, that's, that's pretty much about all we know. And uh, it, it'll go fast enough to kill you. I wonder if Truck Yards has ever done an expanse. I don't know. We should request it. Yeah, we should. We should uh, talk with them about that or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. They do I, pretty good at ship breakdowns. Yeah, but they also do like I've seen them do Star Wars and other stuff. But I, I've never noticed them do the expanse. Maybe uh, I haven't looked. I don't remember ever doing expanse. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, it's cool stuff. I I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I love. Uh, I love. Still love. Uh, Joe Miller. You know, kind of like you know, working this this case with uh, Julie Mao. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, was it you saying that you're not a big fan of Holden? Holden, like I don't know, like I I, I don't hate him. He's just kind of like a character that's just kind of there for me. Like I I don't love him. Like he he's a good guy, and I like that he's a good guy. But he also doesn't have like he doesn't have like the charisma of a Malcolm Reynolds or. Or James D. Kirk, although it is funny in season two they do start calling him Jim. <laughs> yeah, Jim. He's dead Jim. He's dead Jim. Should have thrown that in there. Um, so yeah. I was kind of feeling that, but I've you know, obviously I've watched ahead and I've seen how Holden becomes um, maybe a better commander mm-hmm. over time, and how the crew starts basically saying like, "I don't want to make these decisions; you make them." Yeah. Kind of thing. I, I don't want to be burdened by uh, the responsibility and leadership of of everybody. So we're going to allow you to do it. So yeah, and I mean, it's like it's like he, he was like captain just by proxy, basically. And right. He doesn't 
seem to want the responsibility, but he like handles it pretty well. He's got a couple badass moments, like, especially toward the end of season two. Where it's just like, wow. I mean, there's a couple parts where he comes out like super awesome and badass, but for me, he's just kind of there. Like Alex is probably my favorite character by mm-hmm. far. I I, lo- I love the way he talks. Uh, I, I like you know I like that he's an awesome pilot, and then later. Uh, we see him like tra- trained to be a better and better pilot, and uh, just, he's, I don't know. Just, his his acting is great, and he seems like a great person because Cass, the, the his, his name is Cass, his real life name is Cass. He um he was really instrumental in helping get the Expanse back on TV. Oh, nice. He, he kind of like helped to kind of put a t- convention together for the the other actors that I nice. think Jeff Bezos was going to be at. Like he he was instrumental in getting the show. So like. If anyone loves the show, it's that guy. So I mean, like, I didn't know this going into it, but it makes me like him even more that he's like cool, very cool. Kind of like he was huge into like kind of pushing for um, the expanse to come back on Amazon, right? So that makes me like him even more. But I I love the characters to begin with, and finding that out just makes me like him even more as a person, as an actor, and uh, and the character. So it's all like. He's he's just great. I also love Amos a lot because he is so much like Jane from Firefly. Um, just yeah. like just muscle. He's but I mean early on in season one, he's almost even more like a Chewbacca because he just like he just does what uh, yeah Naomi, I Naomi wants. I, I gotta say cause now I've I'm I've moved ahead into season two and I'm not saying I love Amos, but he's grown on me slightly. Um, I still don't love him at this point. I still didn't love Amos. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll maybe rewatching the next couple episodes. I'll like zero in when I started like, m- you know, like melting a little bit more for Amos like that. He's not so bad. But <clears throat> at first I'm just like, fuck that guy. I mean, he's he's totally an asshole, but like he's he's so indifferent about everything. And he's just like, I don't know, he's he's got a rough past that you learn about later on. And right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he's 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 immoral and like he's just. He's just like a weapon, and but he's like he he puts himself in the in the um, control of people he thinks are better than him. Which I mean, like it, I mean, it's it's kind of he understands his faults and he tries to act according to other people's whims instead of his own because he's scared to do something wrong, and he right. he puts himself into you know in, in he puts other people in charge of himself. Which is I mean, it's kind of interesting. I, I think that kind of makes him an interesting character. He he kind of knows his own demons, and he'll let them out once he feels like he's been given permission to, which is, I don't know. He's, I it, is, it is interesting to know what you are not capable of yeah, and be like, I, you know, I, I'll let you make that decision because that's not in my, not my wheelhouse. And, and know basically when to back off and like, this is not, and when to kick in. So Naomi's a really strong character in season one. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I like her. All right. She's smart. She gets you know she gets the job done. But I don't know. I, 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 Amos is just fun. Like I, for me, he's just fun because he's like I, I, I. It's he's the dumb brute, and uh, I mean, he comes off that way at first. But he's just got so many more layers, and he, he's he's really great. Like Holden's just uh, he's just kind of plain to me. Uh, Cass is great. I love the way he talks, and well, I, I mean, I, my my favorite characters on Firefly were probably um, Mal the captain and Wash the pilot, and I also like Jane a lot. So yeah. I'm like the, those three characters, and I, I want to like Holden, but Holden, I don't know if it's the actor. I mean, I don't think the actor's bad, but like, I don't know if the character is not written that way. But like, Malcolm Reynolds has amazing charisma, and it's probably a lot to do to Nathan Fillion as an actor. Right, right. Uh, I don't remember his name who plays uh, Jim Holden, but he's he's a good actor. He's he's so super, super solid. But there's so, you know you know what I'm talking about the charisma factor. Uh, you know what? He's not. Yeah. So uh, I, I forgot what it was. Some I forgot even where I heard it. But charisma sort of they described as even when somebody's like diabolical, you still find them charming or something like that. And um, he holding the actor he, or the guy just who portrays him. He's definitely a good looking guy. And he's uh, but he doesn't have much of a personality. I think that's where he kind of falls down. You know, like he's like he's not a bad looking guy to look at. He's just more of just like, eh, you know, like there's nothing there. Like when you talk about like Shatner playing Kirk, there's charisma there. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, you talk about Patrick Stewart playing, you know, Picard. There's charisma there, you know, like, uh, you know. Um, Nathan Fillion playing Mal. Yeah, exactly. Or or Janeway, uh, what's her name? Um, Kate Mulgrew. Kate Mulgrew. There's charisma. There's no getting around it. Those people command you to look at them for some reason. Not only are they physically good looking, there's something about their personality that's like really um, you want to watch. James Holden, he's not bad to look at, but there's nothing that makes you want to keep watching him. Yeah, and I mean, and he's a good actor. I mean, he's doing. Oh yeah, great he can the, deliver the lines, and he he has great emotional scenes. Like oh, yeah, he gets I mean, angry, he gets happy, he gets you know frustrated, and all that stuff. He's got but, a great um, range, but for, there's something in the charisma factor for me that's just not there, which is why I like looking at everyone else more. I like, I like, I mean. And that's not totally a bad thing when you're talking about a crew. No, I mean you've got different, you know, you get different things to, to look for and look at, and I, I feel like probably Alex has got the most charisma out of everyone. See, but, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I'm not really drawn to Alex, but I, I think he's he's interesting. Maybe more will be interesting as time goes on, but right now it's just sort of uh, of a flavor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like no one's got. I think I, honestly, probably Miller's got the most charisma out of everyone. Oh, Miller just reeks of charisma. Yeah, he's, he's really good at what he does. Yeah, I mean, but he's a seasoned actor too, just like the guy who plays um, Anderson Dawes. You know, yes. uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm trying to look his actually, we talked about we talked about it last time. I forgot what it was, uh, but I can't seem to find it. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Jared uh, Jared Harris. Mm, okay, that's his name. He's he's a guy that just he commands your a pre, he has a commanding presence on stage, yeah. you know, and uh, not everyone has that, you know. Like there's a lot of people that just don't have it for some reason. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's weird, and and it's it's just weird that the the that the main cast doesn't have that as much as some of the side cast, and you know, uh, it's good that the guy who plays Miller, Thomas Jane has that commanding charisma because he's kind of like on his own. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there's, and, and, uh, Christian, she has it too. She commands the, yeah. the stage. Amazing. Oh yeah. She's very much so. And yeah, she's yeah. like, she's like in her like late seventies. I think she is. Yeah. Amazing. She looks, she, she's amazing. She's gorgeous. She's a beautiful woman. And yeah. in season two, her wardrobe gets even more impressive. <laughs> well, believe me, every time I see her, I'm like, how many, how much money do they spend on her costumes? Like, well, like it is the, off the hook. It, it is so, they, her costume, and she looks incredible in everything. And it's I, funny, it's, it's like, I, I, I think about, uh, what's her name, um, uh, in Phantom Menace? Um, Natalie Portman. Uh, Natalie Portman's character, Padme. Padme. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so hilarious because like the, her costumes are off the hook, but it's like something about Christian's outfits are just like so cool looking, you know? They're great, and uh, and the thing is, they're practical. They don't need to be hooked up to an uh, electric electric outlet for them to work, right? <laughs> like yeah. Amadala's dress that had all the lights in the bottom of it. She literally had to stand and obscure. I think I think she had to obscure the uh, the electrical socket. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious, so yeah. weird. Um, but yeah, this is a great ep- couple episodes. Um, I love Miller just trying to break this case down, dealing with the OPA and Anderson Dallas. They have some great scenes together. So man, it's it's so good, and uh, you know, it's just. I mean, I know probably all of you listening who have been longtime Expanse fans is like, yeah, it's great. We've been watching since the beginning, and like you know, we we kind of fell into it late, and it's just I don't know. Hope it's fun listening to us just like experiencing it for the first time and just being like amazed at how great this show is. Yeah, it's a good show. And for those of you who haven't seen The Expanse yet, watch it, please. Please watch it. It's worth your time. It's worth your time for sure. Absolutely, it is night and day uh, an improvement over anything CBS All Access Star Trek has done. (laughs) Well, don't start pissing people off. Well, I mean, well, I mean, it's teach their own, but yeah, but but man, like I, I'm I'm jumping at the bit for for more expanse. I can't wait for season five to drop. Um, I don't think it's got an official release date yet. There's, I think they're saying season. I mean, December because I think season four came out uh, December 2019. But with the crisis that our country's going through, with and the world's going through with 
COVID and riots and whatnot. Who knows, like, when it'll actually come out, if it'll get pushed back or not. Right. Um, but, but, man, like, I'm so excited for more Expanse, and uh, I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic about Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But it's just, I don't know. Uh, Alex Kurtzman keeps burning me, and so it's harder and harder to be optimistic about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Well, guys, uh, if you have uh, other thoughts or different uh, input on this, you can always email us at uh, synthaholics at yahoo.com. When, if you want us to read your, um, uh, your message on the show, we definitely can do that. Just give us permission. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, you can tweet at us at um, Synthaholics Duo on Twitter. Uh, you can also um, find us at Facebook. Uh, on, on uh, Facebook at Facebook forward slash groups Synthaholics and uh, you can check us out on Instagram Instagram dot podcast I'm sorry Instagram Synthaholics dot podcast is our uh, our name there and if this is a show you'd like to support uh, you can go to our Patreon Patreon forward slash Synthaholics and you can donate uh, to our show there we greatly appreciate that to help us out um, and if you don't know if you haven't seen we also we've been covering uh, the, uh, the book Dune we've been breaking it down two chapters at a time uh, and uh, we're going to get through this whole book of Dune and I don't know if we'll get the whole book done before the movie comes out but probably not uh, probably not but i think we'll get a big chunk of it done before that so well, I mean, follow- who, who knows if the movie's delayed it might be delayed there's been rumors that it might get delayed too with everything so but um uh, if you'd like to you can pick up the book or you can just listen along as we talk about each episode and talk about the characters and what's happening so you have kind of an idea what to expect and it's a uh, it's a fascinating book. There's a lot going on there, and uh, we're uncovering more and more, and it's a great conversation. It's sort of a book club, if you think about it. So, Yeah. So. Follow along with us on our journey through Dune. Dune. Uh, and keep on listening for The Expanse, because we'll still be pumping out shows, and uh, we're uh, very excited about talking about Expanse for right now. So, All right, guys. Until next time, Dave. OPA out. OPA out. Live long and prosper, one and all. OPA. Well, McCoy, my boy, come mix me a drink. Before the night's over, I'll puke in the sink. And we'll cry till we laugh. And we'll both shit our pants. You're the best drinking friend I ever had. Nice. <laughs> It's good. Yeah, boss man. Yeah, boss man. Boss man. That's cool. <laughs> oh man, it's good. Good shoe. Really good shoe. Really good shoe. Did you and Holly talk long last time? Talk our, what? Our expanse long because our expanse episodes that have been averaging under an hour for two episodes. Uh, I think we talked for a reasonable long time. I can't quite remember. Uh, let me see. I got to pull up the pull up the episode. Uh, one second. It's gonna take me a second. Um. Yeah, we had a reasonably long discussion, I guess. Yeah. Open. Where are you?